0: Hi, you're listening to Hiba is Writing, and I'm your host, Hiba. Today's episode is about Bilvatrian architecture, and it's a bit of a behind-the-scenes kind of discussion because I'm going to focus mainly on the real-world architectural influences that I have been drawing inspiration from in my creation of the Empire of Belvatria which is the main setting for the first book in my fantasy series, The Fall of the Black Masks. So I wouldn't be surprised if I don't really get to talk all that much about the specifics of Vilvatrian architecture, because there's a lot to say, but uh, this is an episode that I've been excited for for a long time. I'll start off by noting that a lot of my inspiration for Bilvatria is drawn from Arab Islamic architecture, but that some of its more iconic and easily recognizable features, such as the horseshoe or um, keyhole arches, and the riads, and the zilij tiling, these all take influence from Moorish architecture in particular. The thing that you also have to keep in mind is that these architectural styles while distinct enough from one another to be distinguishable didn't exist in vacuums so moorish moorish architecture was influenced by architectural styles in the middle east just as it took influence from pre-islamic and berber architectural styles so there are going to be features that these very separate places and cultures will have in common. There is a tendency among literature to present the Orient, quote-unquote, as it was called, as one sort of homogenous setting. Uh, I spoke about this a little bit in an earlier episode. In my experience, from what I've seen, Moorish architectural influences are some of the most common in western portrayals of the orient and arab slash islamic slash middle eastern settings in general i think we could talk for hours about why that is but i would rather focus on why it doesn't work as someone who has spent a lot of time in various islamic countries i have to note that the architectural style, the architectural styles are extremely different and easily distinguishable. After spending a little bit of time there, I think it's very easy to see the differences. So just as I couldn't pass off this vision of Western architectural style being one homogeneous design, I can't claim that all Islamic architecture looks the same. There are similarities, of course, and given the Islamic imperial history of the regions stretching from the Maghreb to the far reaches of India and beyond, it's not difficult to see how those similarities could come to be. Though there's definitely a lot to be said about cultural hegemony and orientalism and other such arguments made by many scholars on the matter, I think this is a good place to note that I don't mean to vilify anyone here. I'm sure there were genuine attempts made by a good number of people to study the nuances and the intricacies of different architectural styles in what they termed the Orient, which was kind of a catch-all phrase for anything to the East of Europe. (laughs) I will say, however, that as it pertains to artistic portrayals of women, of the Orient and anything related to women in that sphere, there are probably a lot of inaccuracies given the fact that most Orientalist painters that I know of were male and probably we wouldn't have been able to have access to many of the scenes that they painted in which women were featured. Additionally, what bothers me especially about Orientalist art, not all of it for sure, but a great deal of it, is how it tended to portray women when they were painted. There are a lot of paintings of, apparently, oriental women in the nude, or almost nude, and usually lounging sensually, and uh, these artistic portrayals are misleading. And not just because these men probably would not have had access to women in this way for them to paint them in the first place. These kinds of portrayals definitely place women from these regions under a particularly uncomfortable light in which they were sexualized rather than accurately represented. But enough about that, we're talking about architecture. (laughs) Uh, In design, we usually look at form and function And architecture is no different. Architecture is very much related to function. So if you were to check out Islamic architecture online, if you were to go ahead and Google that, you would probably find that most of your results will have something to do with mosques and other places that have important functions in Islamic communities. But even mosques, which provide the same function across all Muslim communities, look very different from one region to another. For example, if you Google the Hassan II Mosque in Morocco, and then Google the Adina Mosque in India, and then Google the Khanqa Mosque in India again, and then Google the Quba Mosque in Medina. If you Googled all of those, you'll see that these are all very different, but you can still see certain similarities because these similarities correspond to the common functions these buildings have. Some of these similarities may be due to the flow of styles and art and ideas during the time of Islamic empires rather than function as well. So here maybe it's more about form um, and that style, that influence having been sort of spread throughout the Islamic empire. So that's important to note because that did that did happen quite often. Similarly, you will find buildings with common functions in different empires or kingdoms in my fantasy books, which will also have very distinct forms because of the different styles present in each place in each region. However, these buildings will also have certain similarities because of the common functions they hold. So, I think this is an interesting little aspect of world building when it comes to architecture. Looking at the nuances and intricacies of cultures and societies can also be enlightening for this kind of thing as well. For example, let's think about the public bathhouse, which is something that is present in almost all empires or kingdoms in my world. The internal layout of, say, a Roman bathhouse and a Persian bathhouse. Are different. Those two, however, maybe, and I'm not sure about this, but they might have more similarities with one another given their shared histories and their geographical proximity than they would with, for example, Turkish bathhouses when it comes to certain features that represent certain functions. Or it might be the other way around. It might be that Turkish bathhouses and Persian bathhouses have more in common with each other than with a Roman bathhouse, despite the geographical proximity of the Romans and the Persians. Um, possibly due to, well, let's see, uh, religious reasons, the fact that they were part of an Islamic empire at some point, um, perhaps that overrode whatever influence the Persians might have had from the Romans. So these are interesting little, you know, things to keep in mind. It's really cool to keep in mind these little aspects of world building and the historical factor that comes into play with architecture and how you can use that in your world building. Um, apart from all of that, I've also made some architectural additions from my own mind, but these aren't quite as developed i would say since there's got to be a whole story and history behind them and and that takes a while because i'm also trying to keep the elements in accordance with one another so that these more original architectural editions are not completely clashing with the foundation of bilvatria or bilvatrian architecture rather which is very much based on the Moorish architecture that I mentioned earlier. I think that's pretty much all I have for today's talk about architecture. I think it was less about Belvatria and more about architecture in general. And we had a little side tangent there about Orientalism and women. Um, But I think that's just as important to understand. Uh, Leave me your comments, thoughts, questions or suggestions at my Tumblr or my Twitter, both of which are linked in the episode description. I'll also go ahead and link uh, those mosques that I mentioned earlier, just in case I know that um, hearing the sounds and knowing how to spell them (laughs) does not always correspond. Um, So I will also link those in the episode description where you'll find them. Thanks so much for tuning in today, and uh, until next time.